0: Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we will study God's Word. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Brian Murphy. I have the privilege of being uh, the superintendent of the Pacific Southwest Conference of the Evangelical Covenant Church. Amen. Um, and I'm glad to be back here with my extended PCC family. Uh, it is so good to be back with you. I have the privilege of sharing for a few minutes uh, from the psalm we've read through, but I want to read it again just to get it ingrained in our minds. Psalm 23, a slightly different version than what we read earlier, but it should be very similar. Hear the song of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is a whole set of sermon series in these few beautiful words composed by David. Um, I'm not going to do all of them today, praise the Lord. Um, I'm really going to spend most of the time uh, on verse number four. But before I get into the Scripture, I just want you to think about what does this image of Good Shepherd mean to you? It's one of those images we hear a lot. It's one of those uh, Scriptures that we refer to a lot. Um, and, you know, I was thinking as, as I was hearing our worship team who led us so well this morning about how much I need God. I just need God. And, you know, I can often get into these worship sets, and I love worship, and I'm excited, I'm declaring, God, uh, you're my Father, and God, I love you, and you're my all in all, and you're the center of my joy, and all of these declarations that I make about my love and my depth and my desire to be with God. But, you know, that's really not how my life looks most days, if I'm honest. Matter of fact, I, I brought a little video. I saw this on online. This this is a little picture of, of what my walk with God looks like on on any given day if we have that video I just need God I just need him on my own, I'm just not going to do this well. Did, did you notice, by the way, that there was a fence up on that creek that, that it was walled off and protected, and, and the sheep still found a way to fall in that ditch. Time and time again. Now, I thank God that he is not like me, because I just saw that sheep fall back in that ditch, and he'd have been there for a little while. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'd have gone for lunch or something, but that's not... What the good shepherd does. We hear this. And again, I'm just going to kind of cut to the to the middle of the scripture. And have you just reflect on these words from verse number four. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, I want to unpack this kind of starting at the beginning, at the end of this verse and, and going a little further out. I, I just want to talk a little bit about the rod and the staff. It's interesting that David would call out these two instruments of care that the um, shepherd uses. And so just to just to clarify that, right, we, we we know what the staff is. So let me start with the rod. The rod is basically like a little two-foot club, something heavy-weighted, and sometimes they would put like rings, not the sheep, though. It was used for protecting the sheep from predators. And so um, th- there is these beautiful sets of pictures that you'll see in, in just a moment um, that-, that talks about the rod was protecting the sheep in a very dangerous environment. Kind of think of like, you know, uh, Mojave Desert or maybe like Grand Canyon. You've got these steep valleys, uh, and, and high cliffs on the side. And so, you're navigating the sheep through very narrow and dangerous paths. You can't even see around the curve. And and what happens is that animals, sometimes there's, you know, patches of, of, of um, pastures and green areas, and then it's separated by these desert, um, uh, arid areas. And so, those smart animals that were predators knew where to hide out to get the vulnerable animals. And sheep, Can't fight. They're they're helpless pretty much. They can't they got no claws, they got no teeth. If it's a wolf or a lion against a sheep, that sheep is losing pretty much every time. And so the sheep is living in these areas, right? And and they're wandering around, and now they got shepherds guiding them through, but but Predators are around, lurking in the darkest areas. So this, this when it says the shadow of the uh, the, the valley of the shadow of death are the darkest valleys. That's not a metaphor. It's, it's literally talking about these very dark areas of our lives. But for us, we all have these valleys. We all have these areas of our life that are dark and uncertain. That are filled with danger, seen and unseen. It was interesting. One of the greatest dangers uh, in living in this region I found is flash floods. <laughs> See, there would be mountains in the highlands, right? And so it rains up there, and then water would accumulate and come running down into the in, through these valleys down into the arid areas. But what that means, if you happen to be going through one of these narrow gorges when the rainwater is coming down the hill, all of a sudden out of the blue, a flood will come and wipe out everything that's caught in that valley. Maybe you know what a flash flood is. Maybe it's a job loss. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's a relationship that went in a direction that you didn't see coming. All kinds of things hit us out of the blue and and are there to wipe us out. But what he says is that in the middle of these valleys, the shepherd is there and his rod is protecting me from the animals. He literally fights them off. The the rod, the the, the shepherd would take an animal that is lurking around the corner, and if it sees a predator coming for the flock, the shepherd would literally go and put himself between the flock and the predator. He literally stands in between and becomes the obstacle that the predator must get to to get to the sheep. Now, that's a word for somebody this morning. I'm going to come back to that in just a second. God does not leave you unprotected from predators. He literally goes and stands between them and you and is there to defend you. That's what the rod is for. Now, the staff is different. The staff is there for direction. It's the gentle prodding. You've seen that long staff with the hook on it? What could happen is, again, these are some very narrow, dangerous, windy roads, a pass, not even roads. They're dirt rocks, pass. And so sometimes the sheep Didn't know how to navigate it. So the shepherd would literally take his staff. And if you're about to go in somewhere dangerous. He would gently nudge you back on the right path. That will get you through this gorge safely. If a a young lamb had, had fallen away from its mother. He would use the staff to pull it back closer. So that the mother would meet the needs of the young lamb. It was an instrument of direction and protection and guidance. Because the sheep don't always know how to get through the pathways, but the shepherd knew how to get from A to B. The shepherd knew where the dangers were. The shepherd could read the signs and the storms and the environments around it. And, and, and so he could guide the flock into safe pastures. And so it's interesting that God would mention these two instruments, which if you look at them, they do not uh, they were both usually made out of wood. Those aren't the things that usually think of as comfort. Why would David say that we're comforted? Hmm. Let me come back to that. He says that even though I walk through the darkest valley, can I point out that some of the valleys in front of you you can't avoid? We spend a lot of our time trying to find out how to get out of the dark valleys of life. Many of the valleys that are in front of us, we didn't even necessarily put ourselves there. Circumstances, other people's decisions, some of those were our own decisions. Some of those were just things that happened because we live in a fallen and broken world. We find ourselves in valleys, and just like in David's day, just like in Jesus' day, sometimes there's no way around the valley. The only way to it is through it. And so David recognizes He says, even though I'm walking through the darkest valley, I didn't choose it. I never would choose it for anybody else. I wish I wasn't, wasn't here, but I am here. But I'm walking through it because the shepherd is with me. That's the promise. I find myself in a valley of my creation or not of my creation. I don't have any other way around it, but I walk into it without fear. Of evil. Why? Because the shepherd promised to be with me. Now, I, I want to expand this one other point on this valley thing. Uh, not only are some of our valleys unavoidable, um, we can't choose whether or not we encounter them, but we can choose how we go through them. We can't choose whether or not we encounter a valley, but we can choose whether we stay in the valley or whether we pass through the valley. And so there is this motion that God is calling us, when you face valleys, I will guide you through them. It's interesting that David didn't say, because you're with me, I won't find any valleys. Because you're with me, I won't experience any valleys. Because you're with me, I don't have to deal with the pain and worry of valleys. No, he said, you're there, and you're going to experience it because life happens to the godly and the godless but he says I will fear no evil um, I want to I want to make sure we don't get too religious with this phrase fear is a natural human emotion it will spring up because it's sometimes a very good thing fear will keep you alive in some situations It's that fight or flight response. So I I want us to understand that he's not saying because God is in your life, you will never fear anything. That's not what David's saying. That wouldn't even make sense. What he's saying is I will not be crippled by fear. I will not be held captive by fear. I will not be rendered unable to move forward or get through this valley because I am so overwhelmed by doubt and worry and the what ifs and the possibilities. I won't let fear of the unknown consume me because I know the shepherd is guiding me through this dark valley and will get me to the other side. There's a confidence that the sheep have. Why do they have that confidence? Because the shepherd has proven himself before, time and time again. He's been doing it for his flock. In every situation, David talked about uh, when he was facing Goliath. You know why I can face Goliath? Because I've already beaten bears and lions and everything else that came after the flock. The shepherd has experience in defending his flock, and Jesus is undefeated in His flock. And so the sheep, over time, develop this affinity. It's it's a trust relationship. They're kind of dumb like us, (laughs) kind of rebellious, kind of forgetful, but they develop an incredible relationship with each other. They have a familial bond with each other, and they develop an incredible bond with the shepherd. Let me show you one other video that is a representation of another scripture that you may have heard before. Watch How Well the Sheep Know the Shepherd. We can play this one. You may come I love that. Now watch this. I want you to watch Watch two sheep at the end. Watch this. Very <laughs> See those ones walking off? Because that wasn't their shepherd. what happens in modern days just like ancient days. All the flocks would go to the pad. There wasn't too much grass. You find grass, everybody's taking their sheep to the pasture. And so the sheep would mingle and just be hanging out all together all over the place in in, in the pasture land. But when the shepherd called his sheep, his sheep knew his voice and came to him. It wasn't just because he had food because you can't eat everybody's food. That's a word for somebody right there. Every shepherd doesn't have your food. But the sheep that knew their shepherd knew that this was the one that I can trust with my health and my well-being and my future and my fears and my worries and my doubts. My shepherd has me in the palm of his hand and will never lead me any way than the way that I should go. And, and so, so the sheep knew. That because I'm in difficult circumstances, because I'm confused, because I'm overwhelmed, because I'm heartbroken, because I'm dealing with grief, because I don't know how to get out of this valley, I have no idea how to get through this situation on my own. What I need to do is keep my eyes fixed. know I didn't think I would be in this point in my life I've worked so hard and things didn't go the way I imagined and the way I hoped but what I know is that my shepherd is with me he is Emmanuel he will never leave me or forsake me not like other shepherds when the wolf shows up when the lion shows up when the trouble is standing in front of you the false shepherds head for the hills they're not taking on those, those, those predators. They're not taking on the dangers. They're not walking with you through the tough times. But the true shepherd, the good shepherd, will stand in front of you and be a light for your path and the lover of your soul. One last thing. I just want to throw this out there. Um, it's actually in the next verse. It says, you anoint my head with oil. And and I just I love this verse. I don't know if we have the image of that. Yeah, this. So these are pictures uh, that were taken early nineteen hundreds of. Uh, They're called Bedouin shepherds in in the place where David was in the area where Jesus was around Jericho and Jerusalem. And not much has changed in the desert. If you've been there, it's pretty much the same as when David was walking around. Not a lot of development there. So the shepherds are still doing the same thing. And, And so they've got these images from the early 1900s of actual shepherds out in these remote places caring for their sheep. And I love this image because you see a shepherd pouring a horn of oil over the sheep. Because the sheep are covered with parasites and bugs and things that just infect them and and would cause diseases. The other thing is sometimes sheep fight, especially the males, (laughs) they tend to bump heads. They tend to bam into each other, and so you'll have scars and rips and cuts because they wanted to be closer to the shepherd, so they were trying to bump everybody else out of the way. Not that we ever do that, but hypothetically, we might have some bruised heads, but the shepherd comes along and pours a soothing ointment over our pains and our hurts and heals us. I love the image of God who knows us, names us, keeps us, protects us, guides us, and will never, ever, ever, ever leave us. It's dangerous work. It's hard to be a shepherd. Jesus says sometimes you've got to lay down your life for the sheep. In just a few weeks, we're going to be celebrating The fact that that shepherd laid down his very life so that the ultimate predator, death, would not be the last word of your story. And I'm so grateful to God that I needed him to do for me what I couldn't do for myself. And because of his love, he came and said, from now on... Nothing will separate you from the love of God. And you, my brothers and sisters, you in the midst of your valley know that God has declared that you will dwell in the house of God forever. Because the good shepherd is with you. I like to call the worship team up and I just want you to take just a moment. And I'm going to give you just a second to shut yourself in. And thank God for his presence. Thank God for his protection. Thank God that in the midst of whatever valley you have faced, are facing, or the one around the curve unseen, that the shepherd will... Father in heaven, if we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. Your love is greater and deeper and wider than we can even imagine. So Father, we offer up to you this simple prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for saying he who is in us is greater than anything the world or the enemy can throw at us. We love you. We are the sheep of your pasture. And there is no place we would rather be than in the master's. Thank you for tuning into our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at werpcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for WeRPCC.